Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Kelly Santer. We're broadcasting live today at Sully's in South Hattiesburg, right? At the South Hattiesburg exit off of I-59 as you're on I-59 headed south. Otherwise known as Purvis, but that's where we are, Sully's, and we're glad to be here. Had a great meal, as always. Want to uh, thank Lance Meadows. They're always so gracious about feeding us when we're down here, and the food is always delicious. In fact, my tea had to come over from the table. I had my my iced tea. Uh, All right, we've got a full show here from Sully's this afternoon. Uh, we've got one of our favorite return guests on the Eagle Hour hotline with us. J.P. Heath is the play-by-play voice of the Weiss Owls. J.P., we're glad to have you on the show. Again, I want to caution you, we have a fairly good delay here because uh, we're broadcasting on location, but uh, glad to have you on the show, man. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, really appreciate it. Always, uh, always love talking. I bet you say that to all your guests. They're favorite, right? <laughs> now, you, you really are one of our favorites. And we hope, we hope, J.P., that the Owls start a winning streak a week from tomorrow. <laughs> uh, well, that's where we get. I hope it, it starts tomorrow. That's the only way we get. Otherwise, I know y'all are good guys. Well, clearly, clearly the owls are playing better, though. I mean, yeah. Tell us from your point of view. You've seen every snap. Yeah, it 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 stinks so much that you have to keep saying that. It, it's true. They have been playing it better, but Coach Lundgren said this week, I talked to him a couple times this week, obviously, my duties, and it's a zero-sum business. You've got to win those games, uh, and they had a really good opportunity to do that against UTSA, and bottom line, they didn't get it done. There's no excuses. Uh, they're 0-7, and they're 0-7. I mean, they've had four one-possession games. They, they could have beaten Baylor, and look what Baylor's taken the college football world by a storm, so you've got to learn how to win, and unfortunately, right now, we're witnessing that in the process, and what they have given like it's hope is that maybe they can just kick the door down and when the winds do come, whether it's tomorrow or a week from tomorrow, if you're joking about maybe those coming bunches. Because it's the first six games are really tough on them, but um, maybe they can get something going. And that's kind of one of the new goals towards the end of the season, get some wins here. But you know what scares everybody else in Conference USA is that everybody knows that the Owls are on the verge and nobody, with all due respect, wants to be that first team you know, that the, that the Owls upend, but every team that faces the Owls, they're on the chopping block there. Yeah, uh, and I don't know that angle. I know the angle that I'm in, but I can definitely see that kind of sports psychology that plays into it, um, right? I mean, they've, they've played like an 0-7 team at times. I don't want to mistake you and make you think, oh, they're uh, really a 5-2 and two team disguised in the 0-7 team. No, they've had some really... Uh, bad parts of their team that have struggled the quarterback play, which we might get to later, but they um, they want to get that first win more than anything, and uh, who knows if it happens tomorrow or not. The good Lord only knows, but the, the thing is they, they've been playing better. They just have to play better for a full four quarters. I know that's cliche, but they've, 
they've got to take it a quarter at a time in a game at a time. All right, JP, I'm going I'm to jump subjects on you, and I probably shouldn't do this, but I just can't resist it. I'm a, I'm a Washington, D.C. guy originally, so I'm a Washington sports fan. I'm obviously very excited about the uh, Washington Nationals, but I'm also equally excited about this. You know, as you and I know, one of the great baseball rivalries in the country is Southern Miss and Rice. And uh, to have Brian Dozier and Anthony Rendon on the same team, I think, is very cool. And I'd like to get your comment on that. And also, this, this great, great young man, Rendon, and I know you guys at Rice must really be proud of him. Yeah, it's just one of those stars aligning type of stories, especially after everything the Astros did in uh, 2017 to have your hometown hero to be playing against your hometown team. It's just so, it's almost, it really is surreal. It's almost bizarre. And uh, seeing Coach Graham again uh, on the on the highlight shows and on the, the sports shows the other night, just getting him back in his element and talking so glowingly about Anthony. I remember uh, in 2000, I was reading uh, an athletic article uh, talking and had Bedozier quoted, and that kind of brought back some memories because 2009 was my very first year doing Rice baseball, and I got spoiled. I was like, man, that, that third baseman, he's pretty decent, you know? <laughs> and then later, he ends up being the National Player of the Year. But I remember Dozier just – Dozier and Rendon, which, I mean, people know this, but when you watch the game really closely, they make it look so easy. And to, for Rendon to look like that, even at the, the pro of pro level, it, it just it speaks to his uh, just ability to, to be smooth, and he's as humble a guy as there is. I know I know John Cox really well, and he's told me some of the same things about Dozier. I don't know Dozier personally, obviously, but I know Rendon personally, and he is he doesn't like the limelight. He just likes spending time with his kids and not going to the Major League Baseball All Star Game. So I'm so glad that it kind of it, it, you're right. It kind of binds us together. And that's so cool that hopefully here in a couple games they can get a ring. Yeah, no question. And and the rivalry between the schools has always been so special. I remember uh, remember a couple years ago when Rice got to the championship game and – and, and the coach said that, uh, you know, it, it shouldn't be any other way but playing Southern Miss. We're a brotherhood. Uh, and so I, I know Southern Miss fans feel a special bond, I think, uh, to this baseball team with both of these kids on it. So I know that I know the, there's a lot of pride here in Brian Dozier, and I'm sure the pride is equal in your place uh, for uh, Anthony Randone. Yeah, for sure. And that, that respect yeah, goes sure. both ways as we've talked. Uh, in this very setting a number of times when we talk baseball, but that goes right back at you. I've become uh, a lot of good friends with the Southern Miss folks. And, hey, when it uh, kicks off tomorrow at noon, oh, yeah, we want to we wanna beat you and beat you really bad. But <laughs> that's the competitive side of it. Yeah. But otherwise, it's, uh, it's mutual and, and root for you, too, when uh, we're not playing each other. Right. And, and I want to talk about the, the game that uh, you took Louisiana Tech to overtime because Golden Eagle fans last week saw a nearly flawless Louisiana Tech team, you know, manhandle the Eagles in the second half. And that's the same Louisiana T- Tech team that the Owls lost to in, what, double overtime? So obviously your team has, has some capable players and darn near won a big one on the road at Ruston. Yeah, we, we hosted Louisiana Tech, but that was right after the Baylor I'm game. I'm sorry. We also, no, that's okay. I'm sorry. Uh, Baylor was a one-possession game. 
and then you kind of felt you had that positivity going into the La Tech game, and I forget the minutia. I forget what I had for lunch, and that was 30 minutes ago. But uh, in that second half, they had so many opportunities to to close in in the overtime. Uh, Louisiana Tech scores on a 12-yard quarterback draw. So they adjusted to uh, Jamar Smith, name finally coming back to me, quarterback for La Tech. Uh, they adjusted to a lot of the things he does well, but – uh, in the end, they didn't make the play when the play was in front of them. And I think that was uh, kind of a big swing because after that, the UAB game, we had three hours worth of lightning, non-rain delays in a rain delay. Uh, best this Conference USA can always do. We know that from baseball experience. And then uh, last week in UTSA, that was just a crusher. How they? Uh, so you're, kind of, you're right. You're, no, no surprise, you're right on your own show, but... That Louisiana Tech game, if they could have gotten that, I think the rest of the season since could have gone a lot differently. So are you, are you worried, JP, that, that with the devastating loss against the Roadrunners last week, have you seen any signs of quit in the Owls? Because with all due respect, they're not playing for a whole lot, even at this point. Have you seen any signs of quit? No, I could not answer no quicker. Uh, one of their big stud linebackers, uh, however Southern Miss fans are going to take in the game on the radio or on the webcast, um, Blaze Aldridge is a beast. Um, he, he was at the podium. He's number 55. I just added to the Nagurski watch list. He says we've got to recalibrate our goals, and that's still winning uh, a lot more football games uh, for the senior class specifically. So they've recalibrated a lot of their goals. But uh, Austin Trammell, who's another co-captain, who's a really good receiver, um, they, they've said, hey, we're not, we're not backing down. And uh, Coach Coach um, Bloomgren has mentioned, hey, these are, these are Rice kids. They're Rice guys. They're not going to get down with something like this. Uh, this is nothing compared to some of the other stuff they're going to go through in life. So they've got to get back up, dust yourself off, and, uh, and, and go out with Southern Miss on Saturday. JP, I got to tell you, it, the game is a little worrisome. I just, I, I think that uh, I think Rice has played too many close games not to not to bust out here one weekend. And who's to say it won't be Saturday? Yeah, you don't know. That's why you play the game, right? Uh, I'm worried about Abraham. Abraham's got against our pass defense. It's been okay, but Abraham is such a dude at quarterback. That's what worries me. Right, right. Well, JP, uh, I, I'm sincere. You are one of our favorite guests, and <laughs> we really appreciate you being on the show, man. And uh, we'll look forward to we'll look forward to talking some baseball with you here pretty soon. Let's do it. Thank you, guys. Have a good weekend. All right. J.P. Heath, everybody, the play-by-play voice of the Rice Owls. Eagle Hour broadcasting live today from Sully's. Kelly's ex-girlfriend sitting right to his left. We'll be back with more from Sully's in South Hattiesburg right after this.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. To the Eagle Hour. Hey, welcome back. We're glad to be with you on a Friday afternoon around the state of Mississippi, wherever you're listening. I'm not sure if in all our markets it's raining as hard as it is here, but it is coming down here in South uh, Mississippi. We're at uh, Sully's Restaurant here in South Hattiesburg, or some would say Purvis, and uh, we're always glad to be here. A quick hello to our buddy Luke Johnson. I just got a picture and a text from Luke. He is in India listening to the Eagle Hour. That's right outside Waynesboro, right? No, that's a different country. Oh, it is? Uh, okay. Yeah, right. All right. So uh, we miss you, Luke. We'll be glad to have you back. I think Luke will be back uh, toward the end of next week. But uh, pretty cool to have him listening to the show. And I'm looking at him here, a picture of him in India. Taylor Braley, one of the great names in Southern Miss baseball, happens to be in the restaurant. And uh, we're going to bring him over in the third hour. Yeah, I didn't, didn't plan on having Taylor on the show, but he's here hanging out with uh, right. Bentley Delaney and some of the guys here. So, But right now we've got Lance Meadows, and he's the manager of this fine establishment. All right, Lance, here's the question. Is Sully's in South Hattiesburg or Purvis? Sully's is in South Hattiesburg. Okay. Where do we get this Purvis thing? I, I don't know, but but like I said, whatever... Because people people have always asked me that, Lance. They go, it's it's right off the I-59 I exit right. at South Hattiesburg, right? And I said, yeah. All right, that's where <laughs> we're at today. You also have a restaurant in Petal. We do on Evelyn Gandy. All right, so storming outside, is that good or bad for the restaurant business? It could go either way, really. Um, the rain, uh, it helps sometimes, and sometimes it uh, it doesn't help so much. Well, it hasn't kept anybody away today. No, we've got a good, uh, we've got a good crowd in here today. It's good to see. This restaurant uh, and the two, obviously, have, have grown incredibly uh, since opening, and I think it's fair to say one of the most talked about, if not the most talked, about restaurant in the Hattiesburg area these days. What do you attribute that to? Well, it's consistency. You know, you come in here and you get your thing, you get what you like, and uh, you come in here a week later, a month later, two weeks later. It's it's consistent. It's the same. There's no surprises. If uh, And that's a big part of it is the uh, consistency part of it. I know when you put together a business plan, you're going, okay, maybe the first however many months, things, you know, we got to get up and running, so we may not make this or may not do that. But it would seem to me, and I'm not certainly the one to put words in your mouth, you guys had way ahead of schedule. <laughs> because it seemed like immediately, you know, and it started out with steak night. The word got all yes, around sir. town that steak night kind of, is it fair to say that kind of put you on the map originally? Absolutely. Got people in here, and then when Absolutely. they found out other stuff that you had, um, but way ahead of schedule. Absolutely. We, uh, we, we do it right. I heard. I also heard word that there's a chance that maybe the Sully's word has gotten down to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. I've heard that. I've heard that. <laughs> More to come. You know, stay tuned. You never know. Is there a Sully's opening on the Gulf Coast? Uh, we're looking at uh, possibly uh, the beginning of the year, uh, getting it going, and uh, you know, just depends on time time constraints. Logis- logistically and demographically, what sort of if that were to happen, what sort of 
problems would that present? I mean, Hattiesburg and Pedal are right here together, but Gulfport's a little bit of a drive. Yeah, Gulfport's a, a, a little hike down the road, but we're looking to expand, and, uh, you know, we're looking at several different places. But, well, if uh, you're looking to expand, you're doing a good job on my waistline, I'll tell you that. That, <laughs> that triple cheeseburger I just enjoyed. Yeah, they, and, sh- they sure are good. And at first I thought it was going to be it was triple meat, but it's just three different kinds of cheeses. But they, they cooked it exactly the way I like it. I like the kind of hamburger that you have to wipe your mouth every bite. And that's that's like what that. I got. Oh, man, yeah, it's just, yeah. just great. Uh, you guys have different specials on the weekends, or you pretty much stay with the tried and true? We, uh, we do have different specials every week. Uh, we have a chef special. Uh, we have a fish special, fish of the moment, and we uh, feature drink specials as well. We generally uh, run the uh, fish and chef specials uh, all week as long as as well as the drink special. And you got a little bitty uh, helper here, a little <laughs> tiny baby girl that's walking back and forth with the apron, and she's really working. Who is she? She is one of the uh, ladies that work here, her daughter. I see. So she's pitching in today. Yeah, she's pitching in today. <laughs> okay. Well, I every Everybody's taking pictures of her, not because she's cute. But the other thing is, is an American youngster who's willing to work. It's crazy. Yeah. Right, right. She, she might beat me here this morning. When I got here, she was already here, just uh, just going going at it. Her picture might have to be in a museum. An American right. kid who wants to work. You know, not not only a great place to eat, people come enjoy themselves. But you know, restaurants like yours, uh, you guys keep adding. You're adding. You're adding jobs. You're giving people work. Right? Am I right? Yes, sir. That? We are. Yes, sir. And you got live music too. Tell us, and, and some live. Adam, I think Adam McAdory is playing tonight, right? But Adam, at both locations. Adam McAdory will be here with Richard Zachary. So we got double trouble here tonight in Hattiesburg. Not sure who's playing in pedal tonight, but. Uh, and we, I want I want to tell people about the live music too, because sometimes people go, "Ooh, live music! I can't. I don't want to have to shout to be able to talk to the person next to me. I don't want a headache because the music is so loud." The music at Sully's is, is, is subtle. You know, a lot of folk, you know, music, just a couple of, uh, of guitars. You don't get blown away from your table with the noise. You don't get a headache. You, you don't have to scream to talk to the person next to you. And to me, that's that's a big plus. But the music is good. And, Lance, I happen to have written a couple songs <laughs> that the guys tonight, they're kind of country flavor. Yes, sir. But just on the titles, I wanted to see if maybe they could play them tonight. The first one is, is called I Can't Get Over You. So would you please pick up the phone? That's the title of the first one. <laughs> the, the second one is You're the uh, Reason. Back up a second. I don't think I fully understood that. One. I can't get over you. Uh-huh. So would you please answer the phone? Okay. The right, second one is You're the Reason Our Kids Are Ugly. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the third one is If You Think You're Still Number One, You're Full of Number Two. <laughs> What do you, th- you think? Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so don't hold my breath, in other words. <laughs> right? We'll, we'll, we'll try it out. Yeah. Kelly also pointed out that you have a young lady working behind your bar that looks an awful lot like Lady Gaga. Yep, that's Allie. Allie Bass. She's uh, one of the bartenders. She does an excellent job for yeah. us here. These kids, these young people are working hard at work here. So service, obviously.
obviously a big part of Sully's. Yes, sir. Absolutely. You, you can have good food, but when you have good service as well, that's even better. But that's kind of when you're interviewing two potential helplines. That's one of the things you guys get across right away. If you're, if you're not if you're not a person that likes to bust your tail, this is not the place you want to be. We do multiple interviews uh, with, uh, with everybody that comes in and puts in an application. We get the best. Now, parking is, you got a parking lot even across the street that can be used. If, and, and today, as even as heavy as the rain was outside, they still had to implement the, the parking, you know, across the street. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're very blessed. Any very chance blessed. that that'll get paved over there at some point? We will see. That's something that uh, that's that's uh, that needs to be done. On the, on the to-do list. Man, it's a good problem to have. In, uh, <laughs> yes, you know. sir. All right, Lance, people listening to us today and, and maybe thinking about eating out this weekend, tell them what's going to be happening at Sully's and why it would be a great decision for them. Well, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have some uh, specials, uh, the chef special, the fish special. We're gonna have the live music. Uh, we have a regular menu. It's just a place to be on the weekends. Now, the live music's not what six o'clock. Uh, six o'clock in Pedal, seven o'clock in Hattiesburg. So again, if you like the live music, you don't even have to wait till ten or eleven at night, right, to go out and enjoy and enjoy some good live uh, music. And it's like you said earlier, it's not loud in your face. It's uh, it's subtle and uh, it's it's pleasant. Yeah, very enjoyable. So speak uh, real quickly about the lunches. You guys have lunch specials. I just had delicious beef tips. It's really like steak tips. I don't think beef is a piece of steak. Uh, the food's just always fresh, always good, and uh, you guys are always very kind to us when we come down here. We want you to know how much we appreciate that. Well, we appreciate y'all. Y'all are always very kind as well. And and can I just talk to us large figured guys out there? Speak for yourself, but go right ahead. The portion you guys, this is us, to us big boys that have maybe one or two X's in front of the L. Right. The portions here are generous. Right. And sometimes you go to these places, you're paying 15 bucks and you get, you know, something the size right. of a 50 cent piece. Right? right. Not here, buddy. Let me tell you, you get... You get but you pl- have to put your reading glasses on to see you what get, you've ordered. You get, right. plenty, you get plenty to eat and there's plenty of napkins when they cook that hamburger just the way I like it today. And I, I needed more napkins, I think, than anything else. But um, I like a good, sloppy right. hamburger. You know, it was great. <laughs> Y'all do a great job, Lance, and we appreciate you having us down here. We look forward to our next visit. Well, thank you very much, sir. Thank you for the kind words. We appreciate y'all. All right, Lance Meadows, everybody. Did you he call is, him, sir? He is the manager here at Sully's in Hattiesburg, in South Hattiesburg. So that's been determined. And it's a place of celebrities. Taylor Bradley sitting right over there. Yep, sure. Uh, one of the great names in Southern Miss baseball. I don't know that he's looking forward to it. He's kind of shaking his head. Oh, he loves us. He loves us. <laughs> yeah, just just coincidence that he happened to be here. Yeah. All right. Later in the show, too, we're going to do our picks. Uh, we have one, two, three, four, five, six conference USA games and two NFL games. We'll go ahead now and knock out the two NFL games. I think we have a minute or so left in the break. You want Lance to pick a couple with us? Yeah, Lance. Uh, the Chicago Bears are going to play the Los Angeles Chargers. Who do you like in that game? I'm going to have to go with the Bears. Is that on the? That's at L.A. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm going with the Bears, and I'm not even going to embarrass you by asking you to pick this. The Los Angeles uh, Rams will beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Would you agree? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, we'll be right back. He didn't even hesitate. Eagle Hour continues from Sully's. Taylor Braley is next. Stay with us.
Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back on a Friday afternoon. Glad you're with us around the state this afternoon. Bob and Kelly, we're at Sully's Restaurant here in South Hattiesburg. Real quickly, want to thank some of our other people that make the show possible for us every day. Uh, Dalton's back at the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg, directing the show, of course. Very appreciative of First Bank. Campus Bookmark, Forest Street Bar and Grill, Gulfport Home Center, Dickie's Barbecue, all the people uh, and other sponsors. And we certainly want to thank everybody. And Michael Mergen set us up here to Today. We're yes. right in the corner of Sully's where normally the performing stage is, where uh, right. Adam and the guys will be so singing tonight. In a, in a loose sort of way, Kelly's performing as always. Uh, you never know who you're going to run into at Sully, so we've run into one of really, truly the, the great names in Southern Miss baseball history. And uh, Taylor Braley, of course, uh, was an exhilarating player for the Golden Eagles for three years. Now with the Miami Marlins uh, playing out of Jupiter, Florida. And Taylor, I'm glad we ran into you and appreciate you coming up. Yes, sir. Anytime I'm, it was good seeing y'all. Well, first thing I'm gonna tell you is that we just miss you like hell, and we wish that you were, <laughs> we wish you were still wearing uh, the black and gold. But kind of update our listeners around the state of how things are going for you with the Marlins. Uh, they're going good. I mean, obviously it was a uh, tough, a tough little change there, just moving to just pitching only and not really getting to play every day. But um, it's going good. I'm I'm learning learning a lot about. About the pitching pitching part, because um, I mean, I only did it that one year there in college, and I mean, I was just up there, there throwing, not really knowing what exactly what, like really focusing on what I was supposed to be doing. But I've been I've learned a lot here since, especially in the last last couple of years. But um, everything's going good and and moving moving forward. So. That's about all you can ask for. Sure. Well, let's go back to your career here. You're exactly right. I mean, you know, you played third base and was a big power hitter and base hitter for the Golden Eagles. And then sort of well into your career that I think it was a midweek game they first brought you in. I'm thinking against Alabama. I could be wrong. Yeah, it was uh, the first start was against Alabama. And then from there, it just became more and more to you became really one of, you know, obviously one of the best starters on the team. Uh, So you made that transition into pitching. But I know you loved hitting because you were such a tremendous uh, force at the plate. Do you miss that? I mean, I do at times, and especially when, like, when you're out there pitching and, I mean, like, some of the, like, position players are struggling and can't really score any runs, but because you know, like, that I could go out there and do it, but then again, I know how hard it is also, and and then you're thinking, like, well, I want to hit, and I want to hit, and then you look up, and there's a guy throwing. I forgot what the guy's name was. He was throwing. I mean, he had three different plus pitches. I think his 72nd pitch was, like, 102, <laughs> and I was like, you know, I mean, I don't I think pitching will be fine. Like, I don't even I'm, I'm good with pitching. Right? Yeah, I think, I think I'll take the next four days off. <laughs> Is that the biggest difference, Taylor, that you've seen position-wise going from, from high college baseball that you played to professional ball now? Is the, the difference in pitching? Well, I mean, there's people out there that throw hard. But then there's, I mean, you still have, I mean, mainly every day the average maybe just goes up a mile or two. There is every, like in college, you never had anybody that's like, oh, he's going to be throwing 100 miles an hour. Right. But, I mean, every now and then you're like, oh, I mean, he's hit 100 before, but, I mean, it's normally just 96 or whatever. 
I mean, this guy was actually throwing 102 miles an hour. <laughs> and 75 with, pitches in with the game. Three plus pitches. <laughs> Does change your perspective a little bit. Yeah, I, I would uh, think it changes your perspective quite a bit. Yeah. Guys who have, have gone before you, Taylor, who have gone into pro baseball say one of the things that has always driven them nuts about pro ball is they really don't. The, the big league people don't talk a whole lot to you about how you're doing, what, what their plans are for you. You really have to kind of do things on your own. What has been your experience? Yeah, I mean, you definitely – you don't really know what what's going on at all. I mean, it could be like halfway through the season, it could be in the middle of a game or you get done with a game, you talk to your manager, whatever, he doesn't say anything, and you get back home, and then he get a phone call from him like, hey, you're flying out and – three hours or something going somewhere. So, I mean, it's you don't really get much of a heads up about movements and you don't even know where you're going to be moving to or whatnot. But, I mean, there's not, there's not much communication because I guess there's a long path that it has to go through or they don't want to mess up saying one thing and then having to take it back or something. But. And you're playing in the Miami Marlins organization, which the city of Miami obviously is a lot of, a large Hispanic population, which we're, yeah. we're Spanish for lots of them is the primary language. Have you had any issues with uh, with that barrier, the language barrier with where you're playing? And, and if so, how have you dealt with it? Um, I mean, I've talked, I mean, I obviously know like some of the stuff, some of the slang just to where you can communicate with it or whatnot. Uh, we were actually having to take Spanish classes like during the uh, instructional league wow. last year. But uh, really just trying to get it to where you can actually like try to communicate with with one another instead of just not not being able to say anything at all, not having any idea. And you hear these coaches that have the label pitching coach, but but how how often are you exposed to a pitching coach, and how mechanical do they get? Because obviously you guys know what you're doing, and you wouldn't be there to begin with. Yeah, um, I mean, it's really all the pitching coaches we have. I mean, obviously they're somebody that's was successful in, in baseball or whatnot, and um, – I mean, it's not all of, they're not really just trying to, like, change everything you have. It's just, like, if you're struggling, they're here to, like, give you ideas to help you out and, like, just to get your, basically get your mind off of and get thinking about something else, and then you'll get back into your roots. Because if you're pitching good, then your mechanics are fine. But if you're pitching bad, you could have the same exact mechanics, but... You just think it's your mechanics, or somebody thinks it's your mechanics. So if it's not broken, don't fix it. They, you really only, yeah. I guess you have exposure to them as much as you want to have exposure yeah. to them. Yeah, basically. Yeah. We've had other, we've had some other guys from Southern Miss uh, like you that move into professional baseball. One thing I've always found curious: they say they they sort of miss the sense of team and wanting yeah. to win, the team wanting to win, and it's more of a it's more of an environment of everybody's trying to move up. And it's more individual than team. Is that what you've seen? Um, I mean, I could agree with with that. Cause, I mean, it's like in college, it's like a brotherhood. I mean, everybody's there for everybody. You're there to win, and that's it, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but not, not so much in professional ball? Uh, in professional ball, I'd say, I mean, you still have guys that, like that you you have like a brotherhood with like you'll meet people that I mean you become some of your best friends, mm-hmm. but then when you get out there, 
and I mean you look around and there's there's people out there that I mean they obviously want to win because if you're playing good you're gonna win but I mean then again you're just I mean you're just like he doesn't care I'm just I'm not saying this is actually happening or there's anybody out there but I'm saying it doesn't feel like that everybody out there like a hundred percent like cares for you like Right, like people here. in college did. Yeah. Have you run across any of your old teammates in competition? Yeah, I've played against Hayden Roberts, Kurt McCarty. Um, who else have I played against? I don't know. I'd have to think well, about well, it. Let, yeah. me, let me mention this to you, and I want to get your reaction to this. One of your old teammates was on our show a couple of weeks ago, Matt Wall, right? Oh, yeah. And Kelly asked this question. Only Kelly would ask him this question. <laughs> what is it like now, Matt? What is the greatest thing about having money? And Matt Wander didn't say, well, I bought me a new car. New house. A new house. Matt Wander's reply was, the greatest thing about having money is I can go to Chick-fil-A three times a day now. Does that surprise you at all? No, not not one bit. <laughs> Wander's a different breed. I just, I don't understand. Well, he's a Minnesota guy. Yeah. yeah. So, Taylor, I mean, you city slicker guy. Taylor Brantley's with us, uh, the former Southern Miss great who prepped at Oak Grove. And, of course, he'll be here till February, and I'm Imagine you're going to hit the woods here pretty quick, yeah? Oh, yeah. I've, I've been in there. Already. Okay. So the fact that we even got him, the fact that we just happened to run into him at Sully's was lucky on our part. Right. That's because it was raining. <laughs> or we wouldn't have seen you. That's right. So when will you hear from the Marlins as to what your next assignment is, Taylor, or where you go from here? Um, I'll get a workout plan and throwing program around. I, mean, I already got the workout program, but the throwing program and all around Christmas. But so. what, do you know where you'll be, though, next season? We'll start at Jupiter um, again, and then, or, or do you know? No, How do we'll, they do go, that? we'll go to Jupiter for spring training, but and then spring training starts in March. It's all of March, but, I mean, you literally don't know what team you're going to be on or what or where you're going to be between Jacksonville, Florida, um, Jupiter, Florida, Iowa, Clinton, Iowa. I mean, you won't know until, I think, two days before the flight leaves. Oh, in Clinton, Iowa in March, trust me, it's beautiful. I'll bet it is. <laughs> it's 28, it is. <laughs> yeah, 28 degrees up there in March. All yeah. right, Taylor. Well, look, man, we really appreciate you coming by. Yes, sir. And we're all big fans of yours, and uh, we wish you nothing but the best. Thank you. Thank yeah, and, and he was he was here, and he was so gracious. I said, Taylor, look, he's here with some of his buddies having lunch. And I said, man, if you don't want to do it, you know, I get it. But he said, no, no. He said, well, yeah. We thank you, Taylor. Yes, Taylor Braley, everybody, one of the great names in Southern Miss baseball, no question about that. Eagle Hour wraps up from Sully's in South Hattiesburg right after this. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. 
Hey, welcome back. We're at Sully's in South Hattiesburg. I want to thank J.P. Heath from Rice University. And a special thanks to Taylor Braley, who we caught over here having lunch and uh, brought Taylor over. It's great to see him and talk to a great kid and tremendous, tremendous figure in Southern Miss baseball history. Yeah, and he was he readily admitted if it was raining, I wouldn't even be here right He'd now. He'd be in the woods. Yeah, that's that's right. exactly right. All right. I want to thank Sully's for having us down here today. It's the last segment of Friday. That means it's time to go around Conference USA and pick the winners and the losers. We brought our producer, Michael Mergens, back on the set for us. Who, By the way, Michael, what are you going to be doing tonight? Uh, actually, my band's opening for a Van Halen tribute band at Brewski's, which has a connection to Sully's. Right. So that's the only reason we're mentioning it. But. The, the owner of Brewski's owns Sully's. Yes. At what time will you be taking the stage? 8 o'clock. Eight are o'clock. you really opening for that? Yeah, I told you that. Yeah. Wow. Like but the band's that. 84, I a tribute to did. Van Halen, and they're really, really good. Good. So. Right. Michael Mergens tonight on stage. At With Bruce Gypsy Rose, I should say, our Gypsy band's Rose. Gypsy Rose. All right, good enough. All right, fellas. Do you time. want your money now, or should we wait until uh, we till we get there. Okay. Wait till we get there. So I'm, I'm going to be doing, you know, I'm going to a big Halloween party tonight. Michael's got the big night, and, of course, you'll be at the Claiborne asleep by probably, what, 7 o'clock tonight? 6 through. The Nats are playing. I might get in a couple first innings. <laughs> well, you got to get a nap in. Yeah, right? then I'll know. But I'm going to take a nap as soon as we leave here. <laughs> okay. Sort of like the wholesale staff does yeah. every Friday. Oh, yeah, badoom. Yeah, <laughs> Got to dig into the sales staff there. Let's go. Let's get those numbers up. (laughs) Speaking of teams that need to get their numbers up. All right. right. Here we go. Michael, we'll get you first. Western Kentucky. These are two two of the better teams right now in the league. Western Kentucky is five and two. They're playing at four and three. Marshall. I think that's a good matchup, Michael. What do you like? I'm gonna go Marshall on this one. The herd is rejuvenated. I like yep. the herd after the big win last week to come back home and win again. And the herd will be at home and threatening to win the Eastern Division of the league. All right. So four. are you taking the herd as well? Yes, I'm okay. with the herd. Four and three. Florida International. Is it two and five? Middle Tennessee, Michael. Florida International. I'm taking the Blue Raiders. To May win at home. Why? And nobody will see it. The attendance. May I ask why? Because they're at home, and FIU has been the one. Of, I think one of the bigger disappointments in the league this year compared to where they were projected right. to finish. Uh, put your money on Florida International, Michael. I have that one as our as our lock for the. Yeah, weekend. but yeah, you guys also said that the the Bears were a lock to beat Houdat last week, and Houdat right. stomped all over. Uh, one of the most disappointing teams in the conference is three and four North Texas. They're at another really bad team. Two and five Charlotte Michael. I'm just going to say North Texas because you said it first. Uh, I like North Texas too. North Texas will improve to four and four. Four and three, Florida Atlantic, otherwise known as the Lane Train, is at one and six, Old Dominion. Lane Train. Old Dominion stinks. <laughs> yeah. So I guess whoever they're playing, you know. Florida Atlantic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. Michael, have you noticed Kelly's ex-girlfriend is just hanging around the table yeah. here? Yeah. But she she's hanging all right. Yeah, she's yeah. hanging. <laughs> Six and one, Louisiana Tech, fresh off a thrashing of the Golden Eagles, Michael. Is it one and five, UTEP, who thrashes no one? LaTeX. Who did UTEP even beat? Do we even know who UTEP beat? Uh, did they beat the Roadrunners? Of- that's Texas San Antonio? Be San Antonio. Wow. Uh, no, I, I'll La Tech. Okay, guys. Four and three USM uh, goes to 0 and 7 Rice, Michael. <laughs> Southern Miss. To the top. That, now, look, I'm not saying that, that Rice isn't capable. 
But for a lot of reasons, Southern Miss needs to yeah. win this game. <laughs> like, need would be the primary word there, I think right? this may be surprising as a really good game, though. I think Rice is really good. I think really it's going to be closer than people think. Yeah. Michael, over, overseas in the great country of the U.K., the Los Angeles Rams are taking on Kelly's Cincinnati Bengals. 0 oh, and 6 Cincinnati. Are they playing soccer? Not even no, close to being no, 1 and 5. No, the Bengals. Uh, no. What a joke. What do you think? This, you know what? This would be the game that the Bengals pull oh, Michael, out. Come on. Different country, time zone. This would be the one. Come on, Michael. We're trying year. so hard to keep kids off drugs. <laughs> I'm going to say the Bengals. I'm going to give them. A, oh, my gosh. I'm going with the Bengals, too. Oh, now, what about you, Kelly? Crack does not smoke United. itself. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course not. The Bengals won't even cover 14. They're, they're so right. pitiful. Michael's Dub Bears. We should have Piper here to introduce that. Yeah. Dub Bears. Mm. Can we get a recording? Of her, maybe work saying on that's that, a, okay. against the Los Angeles Chargers, Michael. The Bears. Bears. They better get on the stick. I mean, they yeah, really, the they're, they're, the news reports all week. It's it's been rather entertaining because you know there's something going on because that wasn't supposed to happen last week, right? But and look, and, and nobody expected Green Bay to be this strong with a new coach. No. So if the Bears aren't careful, they're going to get left in the dust. So the Bears have to win this game mm-hmm. in L.A. And the Chargers are decimated by injuries. I'll take the Bears. I think the Bears. I've co- how long we got? A minute or so left, I think? Or so. or so. I've come to this conclusion. I can predict right now, I believe, with relative certainty what the Super Bowl is going to be. New England and who? <laughs> <laughs> but we could have said That's that before the it. season even started, right? I have to believe, Michael, that the Saints and the Patriots are going to play in yeah. the Super Bowl. Could very yeah. well be. And, hey, congratulations to Steve Buckley and the Jones Bobcats. They secured a junior college playoff spot last night with a win. So Gulf Coast is number one in the south. Jones is number two in the south. Northwest won the North Division. And if East Mississippi beats Northeast tomorrow, then East Mississippi goes as the two seed. That's your Mac Jack update. Looking for a great place to eat this weekend. We suggest Sully's here in South Hattiesburg or in Petal, and we thank them for having us here. We'll be back Monday, back in the First Bank Studios. Until then, Southern Miss to, to the, the top. top. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.